Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Final hour of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can uh, watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. You get all the programs right there. And you can also call us up at 617-779-7937. Before we get to the uh, the brand new game, can I get a ruling? Uh, Bob Nightingale tweeted not too long ago. Uh, he was talking about Tyler Glasnow. Uh, the Dodgers are trying to get Glasnow from the Rays. They're still in on Yamamoto, so it's not one or the other, according to Nightingale. He also said the New York Yankees remain the favorites for Yamamoto. If dude, if Yamasoto comes to be, that's insane. The, I mean, a they're they're gonna be awesome, significantly, but yeah, potentially awesome, like significantly better. And the odds for a Yankees Dodgers World Series will go through the same roof at the Nakatomi Plaza that they blew. Yeah, it'll it will. I mean, the way baseball is, it'll probably still end up being like, you know, the Phillies and the. Mariners or something like that, the World Series. But you're right. Like the regular seasons could be out of control for both of those teams. And Ugh. Yamamoto going to like the fact that it sounds like the Dodgers and Yankees remain the favorites when the Dodgers just got Otani and the Yankees just got Juan Soto is so frustrating as a Red Sox fan because one of those guys would just make the offseason. It'd be like, oh my God, you don't have to do anything. And the, any team that signs Shohei Otani. Shut it down! Like you don't need to do anything else. You just dominated. You got the you yeah. got the the best hitter that was available, and a guy who, when he's pitching, and I know it's going to be a year, he's one of the best pitchers in the game too. So you're good. Plus all the other stuff that that comes along with Otani. But no, 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 they're still interested in Yamamoto and or Glasnow. They can get all those guys. If you got if you got Otani, you didn't just get the prize of this offseason. No, right. You got arguably the best free agent this century, maybe ever. Now, you, granted, you spent more on him than any other baseball player of all time, but you got him. You got the white whale. You got the prize. Oh, my God. To then potentially add a top 20 starter and another great outfielder? Come on. I mean, the, to, Wagon doesn't even come close to describing what the Dodgers may be putting together. What if I told you that the Red Sox, just this offseason, have added Cooper, Chriswell, Tyler O'Neill, Roberto Perez, and Greg Weiser? I would think that they're trying to tank hard, like right. that Belichick should take yeah. notes from the Red Sox on how to tank properly. Yeah, who's the Caleb Williams of the MLB draft in 2024? Honestly, because honestly, it's insane. And if you take away Justin Turner, Adam Duvall, Alex Verdugo from last year's team, mm-hmm. like you're not even just bringing back a last place team. Like the last place team is worse. Yep. <laughs> significantly worse. You're significantly like Justin Turner might have been your best hitter. Oh, but why, yeah, but yeah, but think about how won't get hit in the face, and maybe you get a year out of sale, and I don't want to hear. And no. I don't want to hear. Uh, uh, story could give you full season. No, I've never seen him play a full season with the Red Sox. I don't know if that's possible. So yeah, I'm not banking on any of that. I, not to be all negative, Nelson, because I do like nope. Devers and I do like Tristan Casas, and mm-hmm. Jaron Duran was like a completely different player last year. And so, I, I think he. We could even see a marginal to significant improvement from him, and, and the yeah. sky's the limit for that kid with his physical prowess. Yeah. So I mean, all right. There's a there's a few guys 
But look at the Orioles, look at the Rays, look at the Blue Jays, and now the Yankees adding Juan Soto to Aaron Judge. Ah. Yeah. And, like, these, the, the names are coming off. So if, if Yamamoto's gone, like, I, I, we've already been kind of, like, mini-freaking out anyway, but once he's officially off the board, then I think it's going to be full freak-out mode because even if you do sign the guys that we were talking about before, like Blake Snell and or Jordan Montgomery, that's helpful. Like they're good. Yeah. Like they're, that, that's good for your rotation, but it's not like you're still so far behind all these other teams. Yeah. yeah the, so, the Sox have a, have a lot of work to do. A lot of explaining to do. Rich. <laughs> they do. Have a lot of, speaking of explaining to do, can I get a ruling is, is a, uh, a new feature that we can bring it back anytime we want here on the program mm-hmm. where uh, one of us may have a question that we want to have uh, chopped up by the, uh, by everybody here in the group. So Fitz, mm-hmm. why don't you start with a, can I get a ruling? Well, I had an encounter this past weekend, and I thought, this interesting something that happened makes me want to bring it to the panel. Let me see if uh, the boys can give me an answer uh, on the on proper etiquette as it pertains to this on Wednesday I'm night. I'm nothing so, uh, if not an expert on etiquette, so hit me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I had a little uh, little holiday party slash football watching get-together over the weekend. Lovely. Uh, you know, made sure to provide some good food, some quality beverages, and a couple neighbors, and their kids showed up. And I'm not even going to get into the whole, like, you know, how much parenting am I supposed to do when people walk in, just drop beverages, and especially pay no attention to their kids and get hammered in your house for three hours? Okay, that's well, all. That's a that, whole other ruling. That that's a whole other ruling. That's for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, tonight, that's, I just that's wanna, a like, whole four hours. I mean, show. don't should yeah. can I? All right, first of all, can all I get right. a ruling? Shouldn't you do some parenting when you bring your kids to someone else's house? Yeah. and then proceed to get absolutely hammered. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, it's you, not it, my job to parent no. your kids when I invite you over to drink beers and watch football. No, if anything, I'm always and my kids are younger, but like even still, I'm always just like paranoid that like I don't want them getting into anybody else's rooms or like bothering anybody else's stuff. And like I'm always like yeah. constantly like around them. Like I can barely even focus on the party. Like kids like, helping themselves in the snack drawer, walking <laughs> into other rooms, opening closets. Like what the freak no, are you doing? No, no, no. Where's your mom? Where's your dad? Oh, yeah. downstairs, just guzzling <laughs> double just slamming all your good beers. Like, wait, what the hell? Okay, now speaking that of that, Rich, yeah. this was the original question that I wanted okay. to see if I could get a ruling on. Okay, so when you go to a party, right, yeah. and you try and I, I never show up empty-handed. I think that is beyond unacceptable. Yeah. Whether it's a cheap bottle of wine, domestic six-pack, It doesn't need to be much, whatever. but, like, it, yeah, it's something. Bring something, or at least ask, can I bring something to eat, something to drink, yeah, whatever. Right, right, right. Say, so you, if you show up, with a four-pack or a six-pack of mediocre to lousy beer. And it's not even that you know that the host loves, like, let's say it's Gansett. Oh, I love Gansett. You bring me a six-pack of Gansett, yeah. have that whatever I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just walk in with something that you know no one really likes. It's <laughs> in the bottom of your beer fridge. You proceed to deliver that to the host. Tell the host, well, I just grabbed whatever I had. You have better beer than me. And proceed to just drink the host beer fridge dry. Can I get a ruling? Uh, on that, like, is that that's a person that should not be invited back? Dick move. Yeah, no, that is a hundred percent something that you don't need to be bringing back because, right? Yeah, like if you bring something, it should be something. Not that you're gonna drink what you brought, but it should be mm-hmm. something that you would drink, right? It should be something that you would eat, or and maybe you do. But yeah, yeah, you're not gonna go in there and then just devour the other person's like good drink selection. Yeah, I, that's you not have what it's to, about. I think the ruling should be. This is what I want a ruling on. The ruling should be you have to drink at least one of what you bring to a party before you get into the host good stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I've I've definitely done that. Not that I've brought crap beers to a place, but I've definitely gone. I'm like, I'll start with one of mine, and then you're like, all right, then like we see what else is is going on there. But I would never drink. Like multiple of 
somebody's like really good drink. Like I don't think I would do that. Like unless they were like insistent, right? Like it's like like one of my buddies who's like a bigger beer guy than me. Like every time I'm at his house, he's always like, "Drink this one, drink this one." I'm like, "All right, all right." right." You you have to rip my arm off. I'll I'll drink your good beers, but like I'm also bringing beers too. So yeah, like you walk in with a a six pack of Bush Light and you proceed to you know chug (laughs) four tree houses. It's not equivalent. That's not a trade. Thank you. That's not that's Uh, not a fair trade. uh, Another one. Yeah, when someone gives you a Christmas gift. Mm. Okay, like someone around the holidays gives you out of the blue a Christmas gift. Are you now duty bound? Do you feel yourself duty bound to get them something in return so you don't feel awkward? Can I get a ruling on that? It's a great question. And I feel like my knee jerk reaction is, yeah, probably do need to get that person something or like do they do they expect something? I don't know. I think some people are just more into gift giving and they're just they they like they they have a wider net for people that they purchase mm-hmm. gifts for. Because yeah, I would cuz I was even going to have sort of a follow up in the same vein is I've been going to a few like 40th birthday parties. Like some of my friends 40th birthday parties. Sure. Like, You're of the appropriate age, yeah. Do I need to like does that require a gift or can, like just me being there and celebrating the night? Is that the gift? Okay. Well, and, like, what am I getting my 40 year old friends like outside of like, you know, like a bottle of like, you know, booze, I guess. Yeah, that's acceptable. But you don't get like your boy a birthday I... gift. No, I was going to say like the last time I got you a present was probably when we were 12. So like, why am I getting you a gift? If anything, it's like a novelty gift, like something funny. Well, something funny, right? Like something they, like, yeah. Cause like, you're like, I'm not shopping. Like a for, necklace like, my... of penis candy sticks. <laughs> A novelty like that, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, like, I, but I don't like think a good requ- bourbon. I don't think it requires. Yeah, I guess like a, like a nice bottle of booze would be probably acceptable. I th- I think that's like you don't have to because they've invited you over. You know, yeah. If they if they put the disclaimer now, like, can I get a ruling on this? I'm gonna I'll, I'll follow up that with when they say please no gifts. Do they really mean it? Oh well, though no, you're getting no gifts. If you say no gifts, you're getting no gifts. Yeah, you sure they mean it. Uh, yeah, are they well, trying to be? Are they trying to be? No, we did ex- that one year for because like we had a bunch of people over for my daughter's birthday, and I'm like, she's got enough like toys. Like we're like throwing toys away, brag. And so I was like, we need, don't need your toys. Like please don't. So we said like no gifts, and like most people, most people <laughs> adhered to that. And when that's yeah, what we gift. wanted, we didn't want more uh, stuff. Yeah, a, a gift card or money would be fine. In yeah, the, in yeah, the yeah, right. Something like that would be, would be nice. But yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's a good question. The, the beer thing would probably annoy me. Like that just would. Yeah, it's like just somebody coming just... in there just like devouring them. Because plus, like the double IPA is like, how many do you need? Like you only need a yeah. couple. Yeah, that just like and they're already sweating and they're not even <laughs> making sense and they're just plowing through them and you're like, guy, you came yeah. in with a five pack. You and your it kid... was missing a beer because you chugged a roadie on the way over, and your kid just dumped trash in my <laughs> all the living room. Yeah, so and now I got yeah. a popcorn from here. Like the dog is eat, like no. my dog is throwing up because it's eating all the stuff that your kid spilled on the floor. Good chance your that dr- guy was dealing with something else prior to the the arrival. Yeah, and it's also like you know, and when you have a party as well, it's the same ruling. Like you're not allowed to change the radio in someone else's car. Yeah. If you're at someone else's house, if that person has a game on, you have to ask if you want if you can change the TV. You don't. Don't get to yeah, just no, change you it yourself. You're not in charge of the TV. Also, I think it depends on how how well you know the person, right? Like if you're at your best friend's house, I don't like you could probably drink all their beers and like whatever. If it's somebody sure. you kind of know, or maybe it's a neighbor, or maybe it's like a friend of a friend, or like if it's your wife's friend, like I'm not going in there and like just just devouring all the beers out of their fridge. Like I no. feel like an idiot. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I feel go. better about okay. that. All right. Very good. Uh, we got grab bag coming up. So all the stories we couldn't get to is so really every non-Belichick Yamamoto story, because that's mostly what we've talked about so far tonight. So we've got grab bag on the way next. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Oh, sorry, Rich. Here, here, here he comes. Go. Any minute now. Can I, get a, can I get a ruling? Here's <laughs> What's Trending on WEEI. Okay, trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics win streak at home now at 11 as the Celtics beat the Cavs last night, 120 to 113 at the TD Garden. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown each had 25 points. Jason Tatum also had 10 rebounds. Celtics will try and beat Cleveland twice in three days when the two teams meet again tomorrow night at the TD Garden. Tip off at 7:30. Bruins on the road tonight in New Jersey facing the Devils right now, end of the second period. Bruins still command a 1-0 lead. Patriots continue to get ready to host the Chiefs on Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. Ramondre Stevenson absent during today's practice. He's still dealing with a high ankle sprain. Christian Barmore, Kayshawn Booty, Trent Brown, Devontae Parker, Demario Douglas, and Juju Smith-Schuster all on limited participation. Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the NBA following an incident with Yusuf Nurkic of the Phoenix Suns. Greens was ejected from that game. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keith Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Of course, tomorrow we have uh, Thursday Night Football, so we have an abbreviated show. Although, Fitzy, coming up, Monday Night, Thursday Night Football are going to go away, and we will have full shows for a while, right up until uh, baseball season. I know. It's going to be a a full tang midwinter, as they like to call it. That's right. And then the Red Sox will take over with uh, Tanner Houck and uh, Tyler O'Neill. And the rest of the gang, and uh, good lord, we'll see. Listen, it's not the off season's not over yet, so things can happen. But I, it feels feels a little bleak. So let's turn things around right now with uh, a fan favorite. It's time for grab bag. It's time for grab bag. All right, how about this? On this date in the year two thousand. Year 2000. Thanks to Mark Dondero for uh, tweeting this out. I was I saw this. December 13th, 2000, the Boston Red Sox signed Manny Ramirez. I remember where I was. I was in the apartment uh, in, New- in Brooklyn. My roommate, uh, who was also from Newton, we both saw the update. It was late at night on ESPN. I think it was maybe even Carl Ravitch who made Ooh, the announcement. Could have been. And we just started jumping up and down and hugging each other. We couldn't believe how. I mean, this was like the biggest free agency. That was awesome. That the Sox had ever landed, and it was huge money. Once it was an eight for one sixteen, like it was twenty eight, million eight for one sixty. Oh, yeah, eight. For, oh, that's what I meant. That's what I was thinking in my head. Sorry. Yeah, eight yeah. eight for one sixty. So it was twenty million a year. And uh, I mean, think about what the contracts have ballooned up to now. Twenty three years later, guy just signed for seventy million. But uh, yeah, he was so good. And then for 
the rest of the contract, and I know it, you know, at the end they ended up getting rid of him, which I was pissed about, but whatever. They felt like they had to do it. I'm not going to relive that right now. But for the time that he was here, holy smokes. So parts of eight seasons in Boston, he hit 312 with a 999 OPS in Boston, 274 home runs, 868 RBI, played over 1,000 games, was a perennial MVP candidate. 2004 Uh, World Series MVP. Correct. Also, the only person to ever slide in the outfield to try to catch a ball and slide into a sprinkler head. Also the only guy, I believe, as a left fielder to cut off the center fielder when he was trying to throw it in. Remember when he jumped in front of Johnny Damon? Who, to be fair to Manny, Damon had one of the worst arms in the history of baseball, so maybe he thought he couldn't even reach the cutoff man. So Mm -hmm. he was like the cutoff to the cutoff man. Only guy to catch a fly ball, climb the wall, and left and high-five a fan. That was unbelievable. Only guy to ever disappear in the inning to go take a whiz inside the green monster. Correct. So many many things with Manny. He was a blast. The, the 2007, I think it was division ser- or wild card series clinching dong that he hit off of K-Rod. In, remember the one in 07 of where he course. just put his, put his hands up afterwards like this? Like that. Amazing. I, I think that one hasn't landed yet. Now, he, so many of the great swings in baseball are lefties. Like, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., right? You can just watch mm-hmm. that. You can be mesmerized by it. But Manny Ramirez's swing from the right side, holy smokes. Who was, and, your, who was your favorite right-handed bat ever? Honestly, it might be Manny. I, mean, I don't know if I can think of anybody more, better than Manny. As far as like Mike, watching the at-bats and like the okay. smooth swing to it. Um, I love Mike Piazza's swing. I Oh, Piazza did have a good swing. Piazza had a beautiful swing. You know who I love? Now, his was different, and it was very violent, but I, I did love Gary Sheffield. I was a huge Sheffield fan, and he would just, not only his stance, but even his swing, it just, he put everything into it every time. That guy never got cheated. But Manny's was smoother than Sheffield's, but Sheffield's was way more violent. Yeah. Oh, God. Sheffield's sw- Sheffield like trying to hurt the ball. On. It's trying to hurt the ball every time. Yeah. How he kept his shoes on every time. We've honest. talked about this before, too, how and, uh, David Ortiz's career is incredible and Hall of Fame as it should be, and it ended way different like than Manny's, and he was here longer than Manny. But it feels like... Manny's almost been kind of a forgotten figure, whereas like Ortiz still gets brought up a lot, and like it's almost like or people view him as like the better player. Where I'm like, I don't like while they were here together, like Manny was better. Ortiz had a lot of clutch moments, and if you if you pick Ortiz, I'm not gonna fight you over it, but I just think Manny gets kind of uh, overlooked at times. I don't know. Poppy had kind of an important 2004. Oh, he for sure did. Yeah, but the, the interesting thing is And, I that- mean, and 13 is maybe what separated him, too. Like, his playoff run in 13, where Manny wasn't here, Ortiz was the only guy in the lineup hitting, and they won the World Series on a team that really wasn't that good. That probably is what separates it. But I'm just saying from mm-hmm. 03 to 08 or whatever, like that four or five-year run, I would like, I think Manny was better, but, I mean, I guess it was close. Manny gets dealt away in 08. Sox get Jason Bay. Right. Not quite enough. But the fact that David Ortiz was able to carry the team offensively for yeah. uh, almost another decade, that's what cements him as a Hall of Famer to me. Oh, yeah. No, I I think they should both be in. And I know Manny will never get in just based on the way the voters are. But talk about consistency. Like, when you look at his baseball reference, you know, from Cleveland on, uh, or like, you know, when he was like 23, his first year as an all-star, uh, he just 
30, 40 home runs, 120 RBI, like every year. Hit 300. Like he has a career 312 hitter and a career OPS of just under 1,000. Guy's an absolute stud. It's beginning to look a lot like grab bag. Boston Bruins are in action in uh, early third period. Uh, one nothing lead over the New Go. Jersey Devils in Jersey. Uh, I took the B's money line. It was actually plus money tonight. No McAvoy, no Zaka. Uh, Geeky with the goal. His third of the season, the lone goal. Jeremy Swayman, 18 saves thus far, but uh, Bruins looking good. No, many shots on net for uh, Jake DeBrusque. Let me see. Jake DeBrusque. Zero. <laughs> Zero. He's, well, maybe he's saving it for the third period, yeah, <laughs> evidently. But uh, all right, you got, you nice know. for them to get the win on the road against uh, in uh, the Prudential Center against the New Jersey That's right. Devils. Not a bad team. No. Grandma got run over by a grab bag. St. Louis Blues fired their head coach, Craig Berube. You're like, oh, Craig Berube sounds familiar. Yeah, he was the cup-winning coach for St. Louis just a few years ago when they beat the Bruins. Look at that. Yep. I hate that. I hate, God. <laughs> that cup. That sting. Like, that one stunk. That one like, they should have just... won that. They absolutely should have won that. And it's such a clear path to the cup. There's yep. no excuse for the way that they got out-muscled, bullied. It's funny. The same issues that the Celtics have had, not being able, having terrible third quarters and not being able to close out and getting out physical, uh, getting outmatched physically against teams in playoff series is the same thing that dogged the Bruins yeah. in all of their playoff series, ultimately the Cup last year and beyond. Florida, St. Louis, yeah, they I get know, pushed around. right? The big bad Bruins who aren't so big and bad anymore, and then yeah, they start to get pushed around a little bit. Yeah. It was funny because of the Draymond Green stuff from today. I started mm-hmm. thinking about that finals too, and I'm like, man, the Celtics. They had like three or four real good chances to win the whole thing in the last four years. Like last year's team was a wagon, and then nope, they lose to Miami. They're in the NBA Finals. They have a series lead. They lose that. The bubble, they had a chance. I mean, they've had a few. They've had a few tough breaks of it. I mean, even going back to Pierce, Garnett, and Allen when they were up three two on the Miami Heat, and then lost those two games, and that was kind of the end of them. Like, they've had a bunch of chances to win more than one over the last 15 years. I just wonder, can you go to so many conference finals, be the Buffalo Bills of the Eastern Conference, have everyone keep telling you, like, oh, you'll get back, the kids are still developing, yeah. they're going to get into their prime, and you'll get a bunch. Like, how do you know? How do you know you may not have already? I mean, I guess you don't, and this team, this year's team looks great, and, you know, kudos to Brad Stevens for right. everything he's done putting this team together. Best team in the NBA right now by far, mm-hmm. but... You know, you just, you shouldn't, you can't get that many kicks that close to the can and not think, maybe did you let it slip away? I don't know. Grab bag. NFL's going to play a game in Brazil next year. Are you uh, excited for that? I've always wanted to go to. Oops, sorry about that. (laughs) What happened? Well, Roger Goodell decided he wanted to keep making more money and globalize the game, dear. So he has now promised that by 2025, we will have eight international games. We're we're going to, as they used to say in Street Fighter 2, Brazil next year. (laughs) That's true. And I think it's going to be the, I think it's going to be the Dolphins. It might be like the Dolphins opener or something. Will Giselle be there? The most famous person ever from Brazil. Yeah, that's a good question. Or she just well, hates Giselle. football now. That's right. Maybe Honestly. she. Yeah, that would be. 
So here's no, it's interesting. Is it Brazil or is it um, is it is it Rio or is it Sao Paulo or I don't know. I'm not sure where they're gonna go. I, I... did you speak Brazilian? Okay. See what he did there. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh, so I here's my thought on it. So they go from four international games to eight, is what you said. Mm-hmm. Aren't we only a few years away from every single team playing an international game? I they, they're gonna have. If they stick with 17 games, now they could easily go to 18. It would only I, be fair. I feel like eight home, eight road, one neutral site international, which I don't like. I, for some reason, I have like a really weird hang-up on it. It doesn't affect me. I don't have to go to the game. I watch it on TV. It looks the same. I don't know why I care. I hate the international games. I hate the idea of maybe there one day being a pro team in a different country. You don't need a pro team in a different country. That's the Well, see, especially the a thing. different continent. Like a different country, like whatever. There's the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Blue Jays. That doesn't bother me. But like I don't need a team in England. I don't need a team in Germany. I don't need a team in France. I just don't I don't need it. Uh, or if you wanted to live abroad, you could have done so in college. Correct. But I mean if we're gonna do if we're gonna do sixteen or seven sixteen neutral site games, you can play them in Canada, Mexico, you can mm-hmm. probably play Japan, China, Germany, England. Uh, Brazil, maybe France. I mean, where uh, Spain? Where else would you need to go? Honestly, where else would you need to go? Yeah, I mean, well, is it uh, flag football is going to be in the Olympics coming up? And where is that? Is that in 2028? Is it the 20? 20... Those games are in L.A. Oh, that's right. Where are the 2024 Olympics? Paris. Oh, right, 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 right. That's coming. That's right around the corner. July. Right. There you go. That's something. Yeah. That's something. That's something. Here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Do you think for Major League Baseball they're going to introduce this spring training? It's called Spring Breakout, where there's going to be some game. They're going to ah. they're, they're going to pick a few games, mm-hmm. and each in season tournament. It is an in season tournament in the spring. So Cactus League Baseball has just gotten kicked up a notch. No, so the plan here is. Every team is going to play a couple of these spring breakout games where you take the top 20 to 25 prospects in your system and you put them in a game together. So it's just going to be the very best prospects for the Red Sox versus the mm-hmm. best prospects for the, you know, Twins or the Braves or whatever. Will Richard Fitz be pitching? Uh, he better be. You're you damn right Richard Fitz will be out someone's there. Someone's going to complain because someone's prospect who was like the diamond in their organization, their yep. top prospect's going to get hurt. Pull a hamstring. And yeah, and yep. someone's going to be upset because that set back his developmental calendar, blah, blah. Possible. It's a grab bag. Well, it looks like Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder could fight in March. Let's go. They both have a fight scheduled uh, in like 10 days. With wow. separate opponents, and they both Three need... Three months later? I guess. They both need to win those fights, and then they might fight in March. So, uh, is your boxing guy still? Oh, a little bit. Uh, Nick and I have, have uh, went out to a few fights, but Deontay Wilder might have the hardest, meanest knockout in boxing history. Like, it's if he catches you with that, yeah. it's, it's game Dude over. Dude drops the hammer. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, he's good. I just feel like it's the same few guys. Now, these guys I don't think have fought. No, Wilder and Fury have fought like three times, I think. Yeah, I believe yep. three. Yeah, yeah, I I freaking love Fury, and I know he did not take his fight with Francis Ngakwe very seriously and got knocked down by him and barely won. Yeah, that little exposition recently. He'll be fine for his next one. Stiz and I had 
Stiz, who did we have in studio a couple Francis years ago? Francis Ngannou and, and Daniel yeah, Cormier. Not Ngakwe. That's, that's Yannick Ngakwe, the NFL. Yeah, we had Francis Ngannou. <laughs> oh, and did? we had um, yeah. No, we had him and the other Daniel Cormier. Yeah, we, and oh, um, MMA. Yeah. Ngannou. And, oh, and yeah, and Dana White was there too. And every, like, holy smokes. Yeah. Francis Ngannou, that is a terrifying human being yeah. in person. Oh, yeah. What an absolute unit. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a beast. I still, I still think freaking Chandler Jones's brother, John Jones, is the greatest MMA fighter of all time. The, of, love, of all time. He absolutely is. Of all time. absolutely is. I love George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre was super in his dominant. Day was crazy, yeah. yeah, that was my heyday of watching heyday? it. Was, no, my heyday of watching it. Like every, uh, it was probably from like, oh, one or two to like nine or ten. I probably saw like every fight, and then I've just been out of it. There's just too many. You can't watch everything. There's just so much stuff. Ah, uh, but combat sports, man. Dude, pride Oof. fighting. You ever watch pride? Oh, my God. With Fedor and yeah. Krokop and yeah, Rampage. Yeah. And what I could go do? on and go on and on like, about those guys. What are you going to go from watching UFC to Bluey? <laughs> That's what it is. In your house? That's what yeah, it is. I mean, there's you know, a lot of stuff going on. Watch a lot of movies. Watch this a lot is of a TV, sports. A lot of video games. It's this just... is a sports station, and I am pushing for more combat sports coverage here at All right. WEI. Okay. Listen, All right. You get some you, big. Stiz, uh, why don't you be the Ariel Helwani of, of of WEEI? I yeah. like it. Who is like your favorite MMA fighter of all time? It might be John Jones. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's nasty. I like uh, Rampage Jackson. Yeah, cool. actually, you know what? Alistair Overeem might have been my favorite. Another good one. He used to walk out to the ring with like a sledgehammer when he was. Fighting I mean, over there. Conor McGregor. There, there Conor were McGregor's so sick. many great uh, stars. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I met Deontay Wilder, another human being. <laughs> Talk about imposing. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. He's a big, big fella. I'll get it, honey. Must be grab bag. All right, we have some Cam Newton audio talking quarterbacks here. He was on uh, one of the ESPN programs. Stiz, you have that for us? I'm just so, like, honestly, like, <laughs> move past the outfit for a second. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me stop. 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 Literally- stop. There. Sorry. 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 Who is this again? Uh, Fitzy, who is talking about Cam uh, Newton? This was this oh, morning on. This was this morning on Get Up. Yep. and they were ta- They were all in a all in a huff over the fact that Cam Newton basically called Brock Purdy and every other Tua quarterback. Right? And, Tua. Uh, it was a couple of other guys that are that are having good years. Maybe even yep. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. All. Uh, I mean, not even Hurts. He called them all system quarterbacks. Uh, right. And. Oh, here you, know, you go. I'm sorry. It was Brock Purdy, Tua Tagovailoa, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. He called that, them all oh, game see, the managers. Prescott thing. Game Dak managers. Prescott. That's what it was. Come on now. That's a weird one. Cam, you're not even in the league anymore. Like I was with. See, here's the thing. Yeah. I was with Cam Rich. Yeah. When Cam said, you know, when they he was on part of my take, and they were like, oh, they, you know, they kept saying like that time in your year in New England, like you sucked, and he was like, did I really? <laughs> like when he was looking in comparison to how poorly yeah. the offense was performing this year, he was like, mm. did I really? Yeah, he kind of did because then the rookie quarterback the next year was a lot better. Yeah. Because Cam did that in 2020, and then Matt came in in 2021. They went to the playoffs, and he was a lot better. Yeah, that's a weird one. Like Brock Purdy and Tua, I get. Because Brock Purdy and Tua are the two examples of guys that are surrounded by so much talent. And then, but like Dak Prescott's going to be the MVP this year. As, as, of, as it's currently constituted, he would be. And I'll tell you, between Tua and Brock Purdy, I would take Brock Purdy. I love the moxie. I love the way the guy moves. Yeah. He throws a great, accurate pass. I know sometimes he does a little too much with his play action and his boots and rollouts. Yeah. I'm very impressed by him, whereas, like, 
I feel like Tua got a little exposed on Monday. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like the next uh, four games. Oh, my God. It's- Grab bag? All right, let's grab a quick call. We have John and Melrose with a uh, John Jones response. John, what do you have? How you doing, guys? Doing great. Um, hey. Thanks, by the way. Keith, love you. I Thank you. don't get why they keep moving you. Same. Um, but John Jones does not care about the drug laws at all. Like he just keeps getting fined yep. and and you know, I don't know how anybody can fight him. Yeah, but that's not in you know, No, so so John for me to put him at the top, that's what makes it tough. So I I get what you're saying, but I just think when he's out there and the fights that he has had, I don't think anybody's better. That's my only point. Like I know what you're saying, like you can't rely on him. He's certainly not the smartest guy, he's not the most dependable guy by a long shot. But in his career, he is 27-1-1. and The uh, loss, he destroyed Matt Hamill. He, but he got DQ'd for an illegal elbow. But that fight wasn't even competitive. And then he had the no contest with uh, Daniel Cormier because it was overturned because of the drug thing, right? Wasn't that what happens, Stiz? Yeah. So, like, he's never really, in my eyes, he's never lost a fight. And he's fought, like, he had a run there where he was fighting everybody. He beat... Shogun, he beat Mashida, he beat Rashad Evans, he beat Vito Belfort, Chael Sonnen, uh, Daniel Cormier, Alexander Gustafson. These are all like champs. He destroyed and all of those guys. I'm not an expert on the, the subject, but smarter people than me, such as Rogan, such as Ariel Hawani, have said mm-hmm. that it's not as cut and dry and that, you know, USADA kind of maybe made a mistake there and, and, and since have come back and said, like, yeah. Maybe you weren't. He wasn't. Because he said it was like erectile medication, I think. Maybe. Oh, with the stuff that he was on? Yeah, 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 yeah But sure. that was like the same thing. Like, like Nick Diaz, I forget who he beat. And then it got overturned. And it was like, I think because of weed. And you're like, yeah, but he beat yeah. him in the fight. Like, well, I don't think weed helped him. But whatever. That's a, that's a whole thing for, for another time. But we're still rolling here on the old grab bag. Grab bag. Uh, all right. End of the year best of lists are coming out, Fitzy. I know uh, Davey and I at Hashtag Dork will have the uh, the Dorkies probably early, early January. Maybe the first episode in January where we do the best and worst of the year. But any of these lists uh, jump out to you so far? Uh, yeah, I was very happy to see. I know it was much loved by uh, the Hashtag Dork podcast as it was friends of mine that recommended it to me. I cannot recommend enough to people to watch Blue Eye Samurai. It is getting ma- ma- it is getting massive love. I mean, as is the Bear, which uh, I, uh, is a show I love as Bear's well. Great. But like Blue Eye Samurai might be the best thing I've watched in a while. Yeah, it might be. And they just got picked up for a season two. Good because there's a kind of need it. Kind of need a season. Kind of need it. Yeah, uh, Gold Globe nominations came out, and uh, the Bears one of them. Uh, so, Ooh, that, oh, I didn't see those. Yeah, Golden Globes isn't bad because they do TV and movies. But they, what the thing is, they split up the categories, and it's nonsense because they every year they do drama, and then uh-huh. they also do comedy or musical, which is nonsense. And sometimes they shoehorn these movies or shows that aren't funny or musical. But they're yep. like, well, it's not a drama, and we want to get them a nominee. So I watched that May-December movie with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. Uh-huh. Horrible. Horrible movie. Good acting. Like, they're both great actresses. Horrible uh-huh. movie. And it got nominated for Best Comedy Slash Musical. I'm it like, doesn't look like it's either. It's neither. No, there was no jokes or songs. So yeah, I don't okay. know how you it was, it in And there. was Air? Really, like, I liked it. Air, it? Air, I, I liked Air. 
Yeah, and I guess that, that's kind of... Is that a comedy? I think... No, dramedy? That was, more, that was a Dramedy, drama. I guess. Yeah, right. You're kind of shoehorning that in. Okay, now the movie that I'm most excited to see on this list right here is by far The Holdovers, which I heard is fantastic. Yeah, I got my work cut out for me. I haven't seen a lot of these. So do I. Uh... I got to see Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon before yes, I do, do my list. Those would be the two that both I Both of yous need yeah. to see that, those. I'll watch both, both of those. Of yous. Both of yous. Both of yous. Can I say quickly, I took both your guys' advice. Watch The Boys. Oh, my God. Amazing. Where has that show been? That's incredible. Turns it's out it was on Prime. Did on Prime the whole time. Yeah. Just you sitting there for, for years. It's been sitting on Prime. I'm like already seen, halfway through the second season. I am it's loving great. it. All right. Very good. All right. We'll wrap up the program uh, with our final thoughts coming up next year on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Wrapping things up here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI. And Tom Brady's been uh, pretty busy in his retirement. Of course, he's making all those uh, commercials. Or, uh, yeah, I guess they're commercials for tops. Pushing these uh, different, you know, what if he had played mm-hmm. Major League Baseball and all that stuff. Tom Brady Day 12-12 and yeah. all that. I mean, cute premise at sure. first. Like, they're fun, but, yeah. like, how all much right. longer is this going to go yeah, on? it's like, well, guess what he's up to next? This was uh, tweeted out today via Netflix. The Groat, the greatest roast of all time. Ooh. Tom Brady is going to get roasted by Roastmaster Jeff Ross, mm-hmm. as well as Brady's friends and frenemies. This was announced like a year or a year and a half ago, and then it kind of took a back seat for a while. So I guess they're selling tickets to go see it live. I guess it's going to be taped live uh, this Friday, mm-hmm. and then it looks like maybe May 5th, at least according to the poster, it looks like May 5th, maybe they'll turn it around and we'll be able to see it then on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Groat, greatest roast of all Groat. I do like roasts. I mean, at one point, I think they they kind of they did too many of them. Like, they were mm-hmm. good when you saw them every once in a while, and there are some guys that are great at it. Um, I mean, Norm MacDonald still, to me, was... The greatest, the best, yeah. <laughs> just the absolute greatest. He did everything. The Jessel greatest Nicker. roaster. I don't know if he was the yeah. greatest roaster, but the the one of the great roast performances was when he just did an all clean set, like a, a completely yeah. clean set. And like, like when you when you see the other comedians on stage laughing their asses off for something, like you you know it's it's a good one. He was one of the ones they all worshipped. I yeah. still say, speaking of dearly departed comics. Oh, who, I know who you're going to say. Miss. Go ahead. Oh, who? Geraldo. Oh, Greg Geraldo was Greg great. Greg Geraldo was great at roast. Bro, Sorry, straight oh, fire in all the roasts. Yeah, no, I was going to say Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, so, absolutely. Also, oh great. my God, yeah. his evisceration of Carrie Fisher when he talked to the when he when, <laughs> when he, he said when he didn't talk when he yelled. Oh, uh, yeah. he was just yelling. <laughs> his, his roast of Roseanne Barr. I remember uh, almost throwing <laughs> up when he's like, R two D two has gotten more work than Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Yeah, no, Godfrey was unbelievable. Like, oh, just when he goes up there, you're like already legend. laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, he was he was amazing. I mean, if the roast is going to be good, you know, like Peyton Manning got roasted, and I remember mm. Nikki Glazer was very good at it, and then Peyton Manning hosted one as well. He was good. Um, you know, I wonder, Manning will definitely perform at this, and he'll have all of his Omaha Productions joke writers. Well, Manning, Gronk, and Edelman will be there, and I feel like it'll be more kind of, you know, like, depending oh, on who writes boy. their jokes. But, yeah, I those three story. will be there. I Remember when Gronk had the stand-up show that was taped at uh, Patriot Place for uh, 
Showtime. Oh, yeah. I heard some stories about that one recently. Not great. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think? Now, will they be able to get Giselle to go to this? Oh, she's going to do a tight five. <laughs> There's no chance. There's zero chance that no she goes. No chance. But that's what you would no. need. Like, you need, like, uh, you need the exes. Like, the, the Pam Anderson one. You had Tommy Lee was there. But also, Pam Anderson was really smart. Because when Pam Anderson did her roast, she invited Courtney Love. And you're like, oh, are they, like, great friends? Mm, maybe, maybe not. But... Half the people, or all the people that went up there, I think spent more time roasting Courtney Love than they did Pam Anderson. Got to bring a punching bag. You got to bring somebody that, yeah, 100%. That everyone just jumps now, does, all over. does Belichick show up and roast them? If he does, if he does, it Bill Belichick in a Chargers onesie. <laughs> yeah, right, in his new Chargers hat. Uh, I bet Kraft shows up. No? I guess, oh, I, how you know big a production is this thing going to be? Yeah, is it going to be a big deal. No, it's Netflix. Oh, oh it's Netflix, but it is yeah, Jeff yeah. Ross. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's gonna, they're going to get all all their guys over there. So, it's a big wait. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. It'll be, it'll be something. All right, there you go. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Fitzy, we will uh, talk to you next Monday. Good, sir. Hey, have a great rest of your week. Great weekend. Happy holidays, everyone. Great show, Rich. All right, very good. Stiz, uh, you, me, and Andy Hart back at it tomorrow at 6. Everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday night, and we'll talk to you then.